Hello and welcome to the third episode of A Vague Idea. This is a pseudo-game show podcast hosted by me, Nate Regolia, with John Peros and Shannon Page, coming to you live from the Irish Snug in Denver, Colorado. And uh, today is a sadly Shannon-free episode, so all the Shan fans out there, get your Kleenex ready. Today we have two special guests. Uh, first is Eric Berkemeyer. He's the assistant project manager in exhibitions at the Denver Art Museum. Say hi, Eric. Hello. And also joining us today is Bryce Mayuro. He's editor-in-chief of the South Broadway Ghost Society, and he's co-founder of Punketry. Bryce, say hello. Hello. All right. So, uh, welcome to the show, guys. Uh, You've heard a little bit about what we do. I'm going to go through a list of topics. You are going to have the option to choose whether you know it, whether you kind of get it, or whether you only have a vague idea. And then we're going to award points based on who knew the most, and the person with the most points at the end of the evening will win absolutely nothing. All right. But pride. Pride is valuable, (laughs) especially in these times when uh, just even a shred of something positive to to glom onto is really, really important. So, if we're ready, we're going to rock, paper, scissors. This is going to be a three-way rock, paper, scissors to see who chooses the first topic number. So we're going to do one, two, three, shoot. Bring it out. Let's go. One, two, three, shoot. All right. Down to you two. It's down to John and and Bryce. One, two, three, shoot. Okay, tie. Tie again. They love their paper. All right, Bryce, you get to choose. You get to choose uh, one through ten. I like that. I like that name for it. Oh yeah, Rochambeau is the way. Rochambeau. It's really the better way to, to refer to it. Yeah. Bryce, we have ten topics. Okay. Pick a number between one and ten. Let's go with seven. Seven. All right. Good. All right. Hey, this is apropos. Uh, what do you know about Social Security, Bryce? Do you know it? Do I you, know do you, do you kind of get it? Or do you only have a vague idea about Social Security? Um, I'd say I'm somewhere between kind of get it and I have a vague idea about it. Okay. You, get, you have to pick one. Okay, I'm going to go with vague idea. Vague idea. Eric, uh, Social I'm, Security. I'm sticking with the vague ideas. Okay, vague idea. John? I could probably add something to it. I'll say I kind of get it. Okay, John kind of gets it. Bryce, start us out. Well, let's start with some basics here. You're given a Social Security card number here in the United States, which corresponds with your identity. Um, I also know that Social Security is a system in place to help prepare folks um, in their older years. That's about what I got. Okay, great, great, great. Eric, let's let's add on. Um, if you've got anything to sure, add Sure, yeah, I've got a couple things. Okay. Uh, interestingly, on your Social Security card, it says not to be used as an identification uh, method. Oh, snap. Which is not that it isn't used that way. It's used it's all used the time. It's used that way universally. <laughs> Just the That's last interesting. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a tax on your paycheck. So money is withheld from your paycheck to go to the Social Security system, of which you then get returns in retirement. You can retire, I think, beginning at 62, but if you hold off, up until like 72, you actually get more 
payment, of larger I, that, payment over that, time. I believe that's true, yeah. You, you're uh, a ringer, Eric. This and, is... <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, there's some jobs, at least here in Colorado, that if you use their retirement uh, fund, like the Public Employees Retirement... Para. Whatever, para. Uh-huh. Um, you don't actually pay into Social Security. Para sort of replaces your Social Security. So you don't get a Social Security payment in your retirement if you only have para payments or para retirement fund. Which is really interesting because there's a lot of discussion about the solvency of para and some mismanagement of the funds by mm -hmm. a couple of the fund holders. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, I have a few friends who have para retirement accounts. And what do you do for working at the Art Museum? Or I, I guess it's I have been in the para system before when I previously was an adjunct professor at a that university. Makes sense. Um, but now I have private retirement, social security and all that stuff. So all right. Good times. Well, hey, that's that's really good. John, let's let's add on. What do you got? Uh, I, don't, I don't really have anything else other than that. Um, I'll defer to these guys. So, uh, hey, you know what? Bryce gave us a lot. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you half a point. I'm going to give Eric a whole point because Eric added... Pretty much doubled what you had and gave us a little more. And John, sorry, no points for for not adding, but we'll we'll move on to the next to the next topic. Uh, Eric, oh, okay. one through nine, pick a number. Um, let's go with nine. All right, Eric, do you know? Do you kind of get, or do you only have a vague idea about Weird Al Yankovic? <laughs> um. I'm gonna say I. I'm gonna stick with a vague idea. Vague idea. John? Weird no. Al Yankovic. Nothing better than that. No, you're gonna go with the vague idea? You're saying. You, vague idea? No, no, I, uh, Well, I can't add to that. You can't, okay. Can't add on top of vague idea. That's alright, you can go with vague idea too. If you have something that he didn't have, this is points. Keep it in your pocket, you know. Okay, yeah. Nice. Kind of no. Kind of no. Kind of. Okay, you kind of get it. You kind of yeah. get Weird Al. All right, Eric, let's start. Let's start with you. Um, so Weird Al Yankovic is a comedy musician. He's known for playing an accordion. Uh, and he was recently in Weezer's video doing Toto's Africa. Wow. That, that was I didn't like know. a reference. The video was a reference to an earlier Weezer video. I don't know Weezer very well, but he was like in a sweater and like he didn't have his long hair. He had a wig on. It sounds about right now if Weezer's <laughs> kind of eating its own tail because yeah, right. they've been ready to do that for a while. So, uh, yeah, Weird Al was recently had his another moment because he keeps having moments with uh, uh, Weezer, and I mean, he's got lots of parody songs of which I could probably name some, but I don't know that if we want to go down that rabbit hole. Hey, if we get into a tie scenario, all yeah, right, let's, let's go down that rabbit hole. John, what do you got? I think his dad was a polka star, if I remember. I think right. that's true. Yeah, I think that's sense. why he picked up that particular instrument that he's so well known for. Squeeze bots. Yeah. Yeah. Not a concertina, mind you. Oh, well, let, okay, well, we can get into the nuances of accordion. Yeah. <laughs> have anything else to add, John? No, that's it. That's it? Bryce, what do you got? Uh, what I have to throw in is just that his breakthrough album was the Food album. I think it was his first album. 
and um, that included a parody of Beat It called Eat It, and I'm blanking on the other parody. It was another Michael Jackson, Fat, parody of Bad. Right? Yep. Yep. Very good. All right. Uh, you know, other things I could add is uh, there was a movie UHF that Weird Al UHF. was in uh, that meant a lot to me in my childhood. I remember sitting in my friend Jeremy's basement watching that, I don't know, several dozen times. Nothing Didn't weirder than that uh, Rambo parody where he's wearing a, a big plastic fake chest. Didn't I mean, he also get a start on Dr. Demento? Yes. Dr. Demento played his stuff. To uh, He was the first Radio breakthrough show. guy. And then uh, Weird Al was also featured on Comedy Bang Bang on oh, the yeah. television show as the fourth band leader of the band, following uh, Reggie Watts, uh, Kid Cudi, and maybe Jenny Lewis. Yeah. Anyway. Well, hey, that was that was great. That was so here's what funny. we're gonna do. You get a point. So you're two, Eric. Eric's at two points. John's going to get a point. So John's at one. And Bryce, you're going to get a point, too. 1.5. All right. Points all, all right. around. Points all around. John, it's now your turn to pick. I'll take the first one on your list. The there. first one on the list. Okay, John. This is actually probably the one that uh, maybe no one will know about. Uh, but... John, do you do you know about do you kind of get or do you only have a vague idea about the Watt Brothers sack race? I got to pass that one, I don't know. Pass? All right, Bryce. Nope. Watt Brothers sack race? Not even a big idea. I do not know what the hell that is. All right. Uh, this is I thought that this would happen, but I I just loved the sound of Watt Brothers sack race. Uh, so J.J. Uh, Watt and his brother T.J. Watt both play American football, and they both are leading in sacks, which is the oh, tackling yeah, of the quarterback behind that. the line of scrimmage. Um, so they're in a, in a race, and I feel like that's the sort of wording that a, uh, a future newspaper would look back at the quaint times of, of our So of our it's era. not like some... Americana festival where people get in like potato sacks and hop down. <laughs> I was hoping one of you was going to jump on it and bullshit through that until I was like, no. no I, I was tempted by it for bullshitting. <laughs> hey, you yeah. never know. It's me. Like, like Nate's never going to correct. He's going to be like, yep, very good. That's great. To the next That's one. great. Wait, how good is your fact checking over there? I mean, like, true. If we made up some plausible fact about Weird Al Yankovic, for instance, you got to update Wikipedia. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, in fairness, yeah, I do I do a decent amount of reading on each thing before I before I list them, but yeah, you could always slip one by. Like right. I am not a perfect goalie. Uh, but my heart is in the right place and and as are all of our hearts. I wouldn't want to mislead any of our listeners though, so so guys, round three is passed and no one gets any points because that was a bad question. It was a bad, bad topic on my part. So it was just the way back. it was worded. The way it was worded. One brother's sack Because I had heard about that just this week. Ah, uh, yeah. See if I had. Yeah. yeah. I know. It, it, it slid right back. I went with a very clickbaity headline. Well, no, I didn't go with the clickbaity headline. You'll never believe which two brothers are hitting the most people in the football. <laughs> that would have been the clickbaity headline. Um, Bryce. Uh, let's see. Second, let's just go on down the list. Okay. Well, hey, you might know about this. Or you might kind of get it. Or you might have a vague idea. Bryce, how do you feel about the DIY punk ethic? Um, I'm, I know a little bit. A kind of vague idea about the DIY punk ethic. Okay, vague idea about the DIY punk ethic. I don't Eric. think I know anything about 
DIY punk ethic, other okay. than it's DIY and punk, apparently. Yeah. That, well, <laughs> hey, that's that's mostly the question. John? Uh, I don't know. I guess I kind of get it. I don't know. Kind of get it? Okay. Bryce, let's start with you, since you have a vague idea. We'll see if John can add to what you're, what you're putting out. Sure. Um, well, um, what I know of um, punk, as far as DIY, is in the late 60s in Uptown Brooklyn, there was a lot of collaboration where the punk community was starting to rise up, and there was a lot of empty spaces in Uptown Brooklyn, so a lot of the punk community started to go into these spaces, and where at first they were just utilizing it for shows, it became an entire scene revolving around art, music, poetry all sorts of collaboration, and um, that kind of branched out from Brooklyn to other parts of New York through the East Coast, and then one man, Sonny Mann, um, traveled from New York City specifically to Kansas City, where he was able to get a little bit of the DIY punk um, ethic going, but um, it made a little bit to the West Coast, but it was mostly on the East Coast in those days. Right on. Oh, John, um, what, what can you add? I don't know. You know, I heard a little something about um, the way that uh, kind of fashion went through that scene um, coming from uh, the UK. Um, there's there's uh, like a particular little shop there. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but um, this, you know, this idea of, you know, refashioning clothes um, from old clothes and kind of mending them with uh, clothespins and um, and and trying to trying to kind of you know show your authenticity um, to you know this this group of, of punk musicians. Um, you know, it's obviously like one of those places where fashion was really integral to the to the music scene. That was great. I, so Eric and I have a mutual friend and former co-worker named Sean Horan who will kick me in the balls for not remembering the name of the band that started this whole thing with punk music because I had it on the tip of my brain earlier today and I was like, I don't have to write that down and I can't find it as hard as I uh, Google. But yeah, you can my, just edit that back in later. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we'll just there'll just be a voiceover that's like the band name. Um, uh, Basically, the, you know, the only thing I can add is that it was this, this, this ethos about not needing a label to put out music. And it, and it comes from this idea that, hey, we're going to record our own stuff. We're going to actually, we're going to print our own, you know, at the time, you know, tapes and CDs. And we're going to go out and hustle for it. And, uh, and it just always resonated with me as a really cool thing. And I think it's something that, I mean, Bryce, I, I would say you and I both have to do a fair amount of this with, with writing and, and poetry and fiction. You're, you're out there, you're making your own stuff, and you're, and you're pushing people to, like, hey, just look at this. Just look at it for a couple of minutes. Yeah. You'll like it, I promise. Yeah. It doesn't say Capitol Records on it. It doesn't say, you know, Random House, but it's not bad. Anyway, so uh, great job. You both get a point. I don't know what your scores are right now because I haven't been keeping track, so I hope you have been. Is this an appropriate time to say I made that all up? <laughs> you weren't wrong, though. I mean, there was there was more man. West Coast. There was more West Coast. <laughs> all right. Well, Bryce, you you gave up the ghost, so no points. <laughs> oh no, that's not cool. That's how that's uh, how when you that's how we do things on, on a vague idea. <laughs> you try to dupe the host. See, this is the thing. Sean will call in and be like. This, this Bryce guy was pulling your leg. Fair enough. <laughs> Made you look like an idiot. At least my think... conscience is clear. 
all the really authentic, you know, punk people that are going to cause a bunch of poses. Yeah. Well, you know. Or some guy's going to be like the Sunny Man guy. I need to research him yeah. and see what he's all about. There's already been at least eight different college papers written about Sunny Man. Oh, yeah. And we haven't, I haven't even posted this yet. This is, it's, <laughs> I, this is just I how the internet works. It's just how the, just how the, go in the there NSA listens the to the microphone. Page, really. <laughs> yeah, some NSA <laughs> punk fan is going crazy about Sunny Man right now. <laughs> all right. Great job on round four, everybody. Let's go into round five. Eric, you get to choose. Between? Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. We have six left. Five. Five. Oh, man. Oh, you man. picked a doozy. Uh-oh. Eric, do you know about, do you kind of get, or do you have a vague idea about Nazi euthanasia and the Catholic Church? <laughs> Uh, no, I don't at all. None? Zero, zero idea? I'm going to go with zero idea. Okay. John, Nazi euthanasia and the Catholic Church. What do you got? Um, no, I think I missed that episode of uh, American Experience. <laughs> okay. No idea. Nice. No, no I, idea. I wouldn't touch that with all the right. same foot. Well, guys, uh, everybody gets a point. Because I pulled a history thing that was very difficult. Uh, basically, the, the, the crux of it is is that Nazis were killing everybody. Uh, you know, uh, people who were disabled, uh, people of color, people impoverished, uh, people with mental disabilities, people who were uh, LGBTQ. And the Catholic Church was like, hey, we're going to stand up and be decent for once and say don't do that. And that was a little blip in the history of our times that we will hopefully not repeat again. Everybody vote. Vote. <laughs> okay, let's go into round six. John. Yeah, lay it on Pick me. a number. Uh, One through five. Three. Three. Okay, oh, here we go. John, do you know about, do you kind of get, or do you have a vague idea about HAL 9000? I guess I have a vague idea, at least. Vague idea. Yeah. Bryce? Vague. Vague idea about HAL 9000. Eric? Vague idea. Vague idea. John, let's start us off. Let's see if what? see how this I, goes. I think that was one of Kubrick's, Stan Kubrick's babies from uh, uh, um, 2001 A Space Odyssey. I That's right. That was, that was the controller of the space station. Uh, or sorry, not the space station. The ship that was going to was going to like one of the Jupiter moons or something like that. That's right. Um, yep. And um, it's kind of it's kind of a, a prophecy about technology kind of running away with um, you know how nine thousand is kind of like this this rogue computer um, that sees its own interest for life, you know, as it sees it as being more valuable than, uh, you know, more valuable to the mission, you know, uh, and using the, the value of the mission to justify, um, you know, any other, any other human interest that may, you know, want to precede it. Well said. Yes. Good. Bryce, can you add anything? All I know is uh, one of the most famous lines in cinema, open the pod bay doors, Hal. 
and I think the response is, I'm sorry, I can't do that right now. Yeah. But that's all I've got. John said it well. Eric? And the film is based on the book by Arthur C. Clarke. Okay. So, presumably he invented HAL 9000. I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah, you know, uh, John, John covered it really well. Yeah. Uh, HAL 9000 is, is and, and from some of the stuff that I've read that Kubrick has said, HAL 9000 is, is not just a warning about technology that kind of becomes sentient and then uh, usurps humanity, but it's also about the whole movie being about evolution, about human evolution. HAL 9000 is a stage of evolution. It's this moment when we make something that realizes that it's there and it deserves to live. There's a moment in, in the movie where, uh, as Dave is uh, floating through HAL's computer core, pulling all the cards out, HAL 9000 starts singing uh, Daisy, Daisy, Give Me Your Answer True, and he sort of fades out, and he's starting to grow, go crazy because he's pulling all of his brains apart. It, and it's, yeah. It's a story of Nietzsche's Ubermensch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, look at you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, so there you go. Uh, HAL 9000. That was great. John, you're going to get a point. Woo. Half a point for Bryce and Eric each. I think that's fair. All right, so uh, back to Bryce, right? I think I chose. Uh, you chose that one. Oh, you, did I get how many thousand? I don't know. Did you? I think. I you thought did. you just I did. did. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. great. Okay. okay. Perfect. One through four. One through four, Bryce. All right, four. Four it is. Oh, ooh, this is fun. Okay. Do you know about? Do you kind of get, or do you have a vague idea about brutalism? <laughs> oh, no idea. Okay, Eric. Vague idea? Vague idea? I'm not going to go up against him for art, for art history. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Eric, the point is yours. Run All you have to do is it, say please. something. All right. Um, brutalism is an architectural movement. Um, I believe it started in the 50s. It involved right. a lot of industrial materials, particularly concrete, and involved uh, sort of large... Like solid geometric forms. Like Louis Kahn, right? Louis Kahn, I know, is also popular sort of in in Eastern Europe and in the Soviet Union. Yep, that's right. But that's about as far as I can get with brutalism. Lots of American government buildings are in the brutalist style. Uh, I believe the older building of the art museum is brutalist, at least vaguely. It's, it's influenced by brutalism. It's probably post-brutalist. Not so sure. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. Architecture is not my strong suit. I'll say. Nor mine. Although, <laughs> although I do find myself liking brutalist structures a lot. The uh, what's the name of the cathedral in, in Reykjavik, Iceland? That is super cool. Because um, I believe that's a brutalist building. Uh, somebody van. <laughs> Reykjavik cathedral. I know a lot of there's a lot of historic preservationist uh, debate about brutalism right now because a lot of these buildings are getting torn down because people don't exactly love them in general and so well they're yeah, not they're, warm they're, they're a hard pitch to say we need to preserve this from a historic preservation point of view yeah and it's a little bit of a challenge but there's so. something I, I look I mean I so I, I uh, personally I like them too yeah but the 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 cathedral in Iceland is called Hallgrimskirka. How's your Icelandic? Not good. 
I don't even know how to say not good in Icelander. Ice, Icelanders are going to be calling in, oh, complaining and, about... And this audience is all Icelanders. <laughs> it is crazy. We're baiting them now. Yeah. <laughs> Iceland, you're on blast. Um, but yeah, it, there's there's a lot of really cool brutalist architecture that exists that's... that's given given the nature of architecture as it is now where i see it when it's where it's this kind of like post it's like a post industrial mixed media grab bag of garbage when you look at most of the new buildings that are at least constructed around around denver here uh, which is not to say that we don't need density building. I love density building, but I think it's gross when it's like, oh, hey, uh, aluminum siding and brick and vinyl siding and stucco. Just throw it all together and make a stew. Uh, yeah, I think uh, developers took like a, they looked at Frank Gehry's postmodernism and said, we can do that and they can't. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I like brutalism for that. And then, you know, there's a, there's a, a sense of which that, that uh, you know, even Frank Lloyd Wright's stuff has some brutalist elements. Uh, not entirely brutalist. Great, great job. Great job, everybody. Uh, Eric, you get a point. You get a point for brutalism. Yay. Well done. And, it's, and now it's your turn again. You get to pick between one, two, and three. Two. No, two it is. Okay. Eric, do you know? Do you kind of get, or do you only have a vague idea about Venom, the comic book character? <laughs> Um, vague idea. John, not even that much. Not even a vague idea. Are you are you bowing out, or are you kind of like? Yeah, let's I see won't what even says. chime in. I'm just gonna sit and listen to these masters. Okay. <laughs> hey. All right, Bryce. Vague idea or more? Okay. Let, you're in for it. Let's see what Eric has to say. We'll we'll keep going. All right. Uh, Venom is a Marvel Comics character within the Spider-Man sort of focus. I know Marvel has a sort of a shared universe in the comics, but Venom is a very uh, Spider-Man-centric villain. Um, looks a lot like Spider-Man in terms of he's sort of, but he's a black character, black colored character, not African American. <laughs> Um, well, well, well jumped. White yeah, eyed, white eyed, <laughs> like Spider Man, though, with uh -huh. a similar shape. You know, his aesthetic is derivative of Spider Man. Um, but the he's a symbiote character, so oh, he's there's this alien. You guys, you guys couldn't see it, but Bryce is very disappointed <laughs> at the at the utterance of symbiote. There's this all I had. <laughs> alien symbiote that grabs onto. Uh, a human body and sort of shares a consciousness. I think originally when they first introduced Venom, it was Peter Parker. That's right. And so you had this sort of black Spider-Man suit that was really cool looking. And then he's the main Venom human though is Brock. Something Brock? Eddie Brock. Eddie yep, Brock. Okay. That's right. That's right. Uh, who is played by what's his name from that 70s show in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3. Topher Grace. And the new Venom movie uh, Handsome Tom Hardy. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Handsome Tom Hardy. <laughs> Having a little bit of that's a That's where he goes there. by. Um, and I think that's about all I have for Venom. That was way more than a vague idea. <laughs> Bryce, what do you got? He said it all. Okay. <laughs> My big thing was the symbiotic nature of him, but... Uh, Got that? Yeah, you know, it, it, Venom is uh, Venom is an alien, comes from space. Uh, one of Peter Parker's many 
scientists with the lab and obvious and, and no obvious oversight is like, hey, <laughs> check this out. And then again, Peter is touching things in a lab when he shouldn't. You'd think latches he'd on his to lesson, him. Right? Yeah, you you would think that after being, I mean, but granted, no negative consequences have happened from him being bitten by things. Like <laughs> everything's working out. That's fair. So it's yeah. I mean, I think I would just poke at or jab or whatever. I don't know. Maybe you just lick stuff in the lab because you're like, what? I, maybe I'll get a magic tongue. Yeah. So you know, Venom is your your classic sort of villain character that latches onto and magnifies the negative emotional aspects of whoever it's attached to. There's also other symbiotes, like Carnage, and um, there's another one that I can't think of. The one the in moment. the current movie is... Oh. Havoc or something? Yeah, it's something like that. I, uh, I've, I've heard. Storm, I don't know. I've heard that Woody Harrelson... Spoiler alert. I think Woody Harrelson is the other symbiote. Woody Harrelson... <laughs> Woody Harrelson portrays the guy who becomes Carnage in the Venom movie. No, I think he's trying to say Woody Harrelson is the symbiote. That's exactly well, what I'm no, saying. No, I, I, I don't we disagree with real life. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson is clearly not of this world. No one goes from dumb cheers guy to playing Larry Flint to just an unparalleled acting career. Like, like him. And plus, uh, Woody Harrelson's... Uh, dad, I think, killed a bunch of people. What? We'll have another episode of Vague Idea where Clearly, we, where we get into that a little deeper. Woody Harrelson's dad will be the category, yeah. right? Woody Harrelson's dad. Everybody do your research. <laughs> I'm writing. I'm writing the Wikipedia entry right now. It's just Woody Harrelson's dad. <laughs> Marvel. Marvel. No name. Back to Venom. I mean, Marvel sure loves its sort of like mirror. To their heroes' characters, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Your your Bizarro. To, well, no, that's a DC that's thing. DC, but but it's, yeah, maybe it's comics in general. I mean, it's, yeah. We just. Uh, I mean, what's what's an easier story to tell than the juxtaposition between good and evil, right? Mm-hmm. To, to say like, oh, if there's a mirror version of me, how cool is that? Can I could I beat could I could I host this podcast against a version of myself dark, with a goatee, dark name, like who is who is just Wringing his hands and just yeah, coming up with the worst topics. He's like he's doing that Nazi euthanasia thing, but he's like making a case for it. It's terrible. <laughs> I've seen you don't want to meet the this goatee. guy. I know. It's, really sinister. it's horrifying. <laughs> I cannot grow facial hair for the life of me. I am jealous of Bryce's beard. I'm jealous of your beard whenever it appears. Because it's just whenever you will it, and I you, you don't have any? to be jealous you of can't. my beard. Cause you're, it's you're you're a fellow fair. You're yeah. a fellow fair face. Great. Yep. Good. Oh. <laughs> How do we know you're not dark mean? Oh man, the only way to tell is to to test my blood to see if it runs away from heat. <laughs> That's a thing reference. Yeah. Uh, great work, Eric. You get another point for that. Awesome. You're really under. You're you're underselling and over delivering. It's, it's I, great. I it's it's hard to gauge what a lot of. It's like there's things that I know a lot about, like stupid things. Like don't ask me about they might be giants because we'll be right. here all night. Oh yeah, yeah. You just be like, hey, here's uh, they here's recorded the this album entry. in this place. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, when it's, like, the, in Star Trek, you know, you get on the geek nerd level of those sorts of things. Like, my knowledge of Venom pales in vast comparisons to those. Oh, yeah. Um, no, a, a truly dedicated Venom comic reader would be just spitting. We're gonna get letters. Oh, yeah. That's, that's why I, I don't share the, I don't share the address. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
We're going on to round eight. John. So there's one left. There's right? two left. Two left. Wait. Yeah. yeah. For round eight. Two left. That's right. So what do you got? The first one. The first one. Okay. John, do you know about, do you kind of get, or do you have a vague idea about the LaCroix poison lawsuit? This is as it associates to the uh, carbonated water product. Um, poison lawsuit? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, I remember something on the radio about that, but... This is very recent. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I don't know much more than, than the title of the thing indicates. Okay. So I don't know. Alright. I mean, that might be all we get, so... Say a vague idea, so they okay, will. Yeah, Alright, so you're in for the points. Bryce, do you, do you know anything about this? <laughs> let's go with vague idea. Vague idea. Eric? I'm gonna say vague idea. Okay, great. John, let's start us out. Wait, I don't know. It turns out LaCroix is, like, not all natural. Yeah, of course not. Like, it's not. It's a processed food item. What is Whole Foods Why would anybody do? think it's natural? What is Whole Foods gonna do? Regular water comes out of the ground and you drink it. Out? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, so if it's not natural, then it's poison. If you think it's natural, I guess I don't know. And then I've also heard that you can label anything as natural because it's organic. That's actually a title. Everything is of nature. Poison is of a, of nature. So, to call something all natural really doesn't mean much of anything. So, so you know, poison hemlock you can advertise as all natural. What yeah. does organic mean? Damn it's right. like a chain of carbon and hydrogen. It's not silicon based. <laughs> Makes you think of the when Mr. Burns shows up and brings you love, and yeah. then trying to figure out what kind of alien he is. Great crossover X Files and Simpsons episode from the '90s. We've all seen that, right? Right. I remember. Good. I have not. Oh, Bryce. I got some homework to do. Nice. We, yeah, we got to get you some Simpsons. What is that? Season six or Just something. Just subscription to FX and watch the syndicated yeah. Simpsons. Yeah, it, it's a really good episode. Cause, I mean, it's always on too, so yeah. I'm sure I can catch. You, you got to check that out. Yeah, just watch for twenty or thirty years. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, that's it. You'll, you'll pick it up. You'll finally catch up. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, now I know what I'm doing. I'm sixty. I, I think I have a small bit of lacroix to add. Beautiful. Thank you for the French pronunciation. <laughs> Which is not how it's actually pronounced. It is lacroix. I, I like to always say lacroix though, La because the, that's where it comes from. You can say it's from Louisiana, but Louisiana's named from France. So, eat it, everybody. So, so or, my... Mange. <laughs> <laughs> so, my, my understanding on, on all natural is, is there is, like, FDA or... has some definition of what all natural is, but if the, the molecule that you're reproducing is found in nature, you don't... You can call it all natural even if you generate it synthetically. So, okay. say you have a molecule that is found in natural <laughs> vanilla, but you reproduce that molecule exactly, you can still call that natural. I may have that wrong, but that's I, I think that sounds pretty right. I I mean that it's that's been my sense right? is that yeah, the, the the whole thing of oh you know natural flavors is something that is put on sodas a lot and, and all sorts of candy and it's like well yeah because we we made this taste like a thing that actually happens so it's a natural flavor right right I think uh, it's interesting though so you know 
folks, presumably the all-natural organic crowd, are upset because this stuff is generated artificially. But I think it's it's interesting that there's sort of this assumption or narrative that happens that things that aren't natural are carcinogens that are negative to your health. But as I'm holding up my glass of beer, the science is well known that alcohol is... Oh no, we're all fucked. Cancer-causing. Yeah. Yeah. Much I mean, more maybe. than like aspartame or... Alcohol oh, sure, is sure. more yes. than purified yes. water. <laughs> it's all natural. So here's what here's what I'll add. The the lawsuit specifically pertains to the inclusion of a chemical called linalool, L I N A L O O L, which is used as a cockroach insecticide. Now, uh, that's thank you. Not my that's included. Pompous. It's included in these delicious fizzy waters. And uh, you know, who knows? Who knows why? Uh, well, it's interesting. Like kidney so toxicity. I, I don't know. So Bad I, news. I keep, I keep indoor bonsai, uh-huh. and I get mites. Right. And like, one of the things that you use to kill mites is a spray that has sort of natural plant oils in it. Mm-hmm. So it's like the idea that something that you would find in an insecticide is. Like it's not is dangerous in a drink, to me. but right. something that you would find in a drink is in your insecticide. Yeah, yeah like like how uh, I don't know. As a, as a child, I dissolved several sixteen penny nails in Coca Cola, uh-huh. um, and it only takes like four hours. A, a piece of steel dissolves in soda very quickly. Now, yeah, is that is that a treatise against? Well, this is going to damage your teeth and your bones. Well, damn right it is. But it's also like you know. I'm a little tougher than that. It doesn't necessarily <laughs> you're, kill everything. You're stronger than nails. Tougher than nails. People like to say that. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not going to self-proselytize. We don't want to be like that. Nate Regoli, <laughs> tougher than nails. <laughs> Remember. I like it. Oh, man, we're going to have like a 90s TV style turnaround to the music. It's great. And he's got a goatee. Oh, well, yeah, because I'm the evil me, of course. Dark Nate Regoli. Yeah. I think this is regular, your, regular your tagline like, for this guys, uh, episode. Guys. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I will. This episode should be called "It's Time for Dark Nate." <laughs> I think that's great. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. Who answered that? You an- you had an answer, and you had an answer. Bryce passed. It was his question. Yeah, you get a point. You get a point. All right. What what are we at score wise, guys? What do you got? Did, did uh, you not, not bring any track. like paper and pencil? Not this time. <laughs> I really. So I've got two <laughs> computers right in front of you. In front of you. You couldn't like. I have done a really good job of keeping track of this mentally the last two weeks, and I don't know why today I can't do it. But <laughs> who is the host here? Okay, John, you have five points. Bryce has five and a half points, and Eric has six and a half points, and we're going into the final round. <laughs> You're going to double check the double, math double the point recording, round, right? right? <laughs> I don't think that's really necessary. Uh, so, uh, John, did you pick I the last think I one? Picked the yeah. Okay, Bryce, it... it Oh. You get to pick. You get to pick the number of one. Yeah. Well, you're, you're gonna. You just get first. Get first dibs first. on this. one. Okay. <laughs> Bryce, do you know about? Do you kind of get, or do you have a vague idea about the Great Famine in Ireland? Does it involve Lacroix? <laughs> it, it does not involve Lacroix. 
Though, though it has another name that's more common. Mm-hmm. I vaguely know about okay. the Great Famine in Ireland. You might know about a short story written in response to it, but we'll see if you know that or not. Eric, what do you got? I have a vague idea. Vague idea. John, Great Famine, Ireland. A We're in an idea. Irish pub. I have a vague idea. Vague idea. Great. Let's start with Bryce. Bryce, what do you got? Potatoes. Potatoes. That's correct. Great famine of potatoes, which was a key source to the agriculture and well-being of the Irish people at the time. It's very true. That's what I got. That's what you got. All right, Eric, add. Add on. It was in the 19th century. Okay, great. Uh, It was a blight, I think a fungus on the potatoes that killed the plants. That's right. Um, It led to a lot of Irish immigration to the United States. As it did. Including illegal immigration across the Canadian border. They should have built a wall. Uh, (laughs) Hey, hey, whoa. (laughs) We we need to get one wall project completed before we worry about another. I'm talking about the one they should have built in the 19th century. (laughs) Um, And... I think I, that's about it. Mono, right. Monoculture's bad, because there's yeah. lots of varieties of potatoes, but I think they were only kind of growing They were one just variety. doing the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say, was that it was uh, a, a great historical uh, reference for the dangers of monoculture. Brilliant. Um, Lesson learned. Think, things to add. Uh, the uh, the story A Modest Proposal by Jonathan Swift was written in response to this because he was like, hey, just eat your babies. Eat the babies. Irish yeah, people, babies. you're so hungry. Because it turns out there was a prolonged uh, political and social kind of battle over this because the the British government and, you know, the, the, the monarchy was unwilling to provide... Uh, supplies to Ireland to keep everybody alive. They were like, eh, you guys, but we, they, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of bad blood there. It's like Puerto Rico. Yeah, it's, Ireland was like the Puerto Rico of England. <laughs> but in addition, you know, the, 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 the thing that's interesting, uh, on a personal note, is that uh, my mom's side of the family probably at least, well, at least half of her side of the family ended up here because of that. Because they came from Ireland during the potato fan. Well, great. Let's see. Bryce didn't have anything to say. Nope. So you're at five and a half points. Five and a half points. Eric had something to say. So Come he's going to be had, seven like, half a point, he, he right? Started. Yes, he started this. He got it. I did he appropriately say I had a vague idea before I yelled oh, potatoes in the right. microphone. He didn't no, no, say it was right. about you're potatoes. Right. Potatoes, potatoes. Okay. Half a point. And ag- I said agriculture. So, I'll take my half point. All right, so Bryce, you've got six points. Uh, Eric, you, you're going to get another full point. I think that puts you at seven. I have no idea. It's a, it's a big six lead. and a half, full point is seven and a half. Well, I'm, then seven and a half. See, this is why you guys are here, because I don't write anything down or remember <laughs> anything short term. John, you get a point, too. No, I didn't add anything. He, you he, get a point just for being monoculture. part of the team. He said monoculture. No, you but did. he said monoculture. Oh, yeah. okay. But you reiterated its value. And, uh, and we, need a, we need a society of people uphold, we, we need a society of people who uphold scientific findings and the discussion thereof. And that's why you get an extra point. So, Eric, you're our winner this week. Woo. Do, you, do you have anything to say? That was my bender. You're doing your your bender partying yeah. while 
becoming so obese that he dies in silence. I'm that's glad great. that you got that. That is a wonderful Futurama drop. Everybody go watch that episode. Uh, what, what, that's the... Uh, it's the what if when machine they, Yeah, episode, when, they watched, right? when they watched the TV episodes of what the future could be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fantastic stuff. Um, this has been great, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Mm-hmm. Did, you have, did you have a good time? I, did, I had a great time. It was all right. Yeah. It was, yeah, Eric, it was pretty good. John? I learned hey, a lot. John, John says woohoo. Great. Well, hey, uh, this concludes another episode of A Vague Idea. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back in a week with more special guests because it turns out people actually want to be on this thing. <laughs> so get ready. And, uh, yeah, if you have any problems with it, you can tweet at me. I'm at Nate Regolia, but uh, I probably won't respond if you're a jerk, so... Come on. I mean, Twitter's dead anyway. All right. So here we are from the Irish Snug, signing off. Bye. A Vague Idea is written and produced by me, Nate Regolia, with Shannon Page and John Peros. If you like this podcast and you like anime, you should check out my podcast with Sean Grolkowski called You Better Believe This. That's found at moleholeradio.com. If you like science fiction books, you should check out the press that Sean and I started. It's called Spaceboy Books, and you can find us at readspaceboy.com.